righteous faith moved the Father when he prayed for the fire to come burn up the sacrifice and turn the people to their maker and you are the fire and your flame reaches me you are the fire and you burn away every unclean thing so take your coal and cleanse my lips and let my heart yield true worship and as I do, I pray that you would answer by fire. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to the Voice of My Beloved podcast with Brayden and Tally Waller. And we get the privilege today of hearing Brayden Waller, 18-year-old Brayden Waller, sing a song. <laughs> <laughs> you are the fire. Uh, this is... Um, this is relating to our topic again today. We are uh, we're talking again about uh, the subject no compromise, and um, we're gonna we're gonna get into that here in a minute. First, we wanted to um, kind of announce two events that are going to be coming up here. So we, you know that we've got men's discipleship is next, and then we've got Passover family week, and then it goes right into Hebrew, and then right at the end of Hebrew classes. We're going to be counting the Omer through the Hebrew classes, and then it leads us to Shavuot. And so um, so we've got Shavuot coming up, and we're going to be doing a weekend event, and that's going to be May 28th through the 31st. And uh, yeah, so we're, we're excited about that. This is, um, you know, when the tongues of fire came down, and, uh, you know, this is, this is what we need. We have a... Uh, we need fire to so that we can hold on, you know, right, and and yes. not compromise. We know the scripture says that God is a consuming fire. Yes. So we want Him to be alive and well in our hearts. Right. Yes. So that's our our Shavuot. We're going to be looking forward to and counting down the days here in a little bit. And then um, we have another event that we're announcing, and we're very excited about this. Um, this is um, a weekend. What is it called again? Report we- from the Sudan. Report from, sorry, report <laughs> from the Sudan. Uh, I, I should know the name of that, but it's, okay, yeah, report from the Sudan. We have um, missionaries, well, not missionaries, they're, what are, they're missionaries yeah. from Sudan. This guy actually grew up in, Sudan, in different parts of Africa, but Sudan mainly, and um, his family then started this organization called Operation Nehemiah. And uh, he and his family are going to be coming for the weekend and sharing their story and, uh, and giving us just a report from abroad, um, from a report from a country where, our, uh, where the Christian faith, the faith in Yeshua, is constantly being tested, uh, and there's persecution, and, um, and we need this. We need to hear these, these reports. Yeah. And a really neat thing about him is his roots go back into Messianic Judaism, like his great grandfather kept the mm-hmm. feast believed in yeshua mm-hmm. so it's a really fascinating story if you get a chance to read his book just to get inspired before you actually meet him it's called the bible or the acts mm-hmm. and just an incredible story we met this guy and we got his book and Tally and i were reading his book going man we actually met him you know yeah. it's rare that you get to meet someone that's actually suffered for their faith in yeshua 
but this guy has. He's suffered at the hands of Islamic extremists, mm-hmm. and he's got a powerful story. He yeah. escaped death uh, by a hair's breadth and just <laughs> incredible, incredible story. So you're going to be inspired if you come out and, and hear him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's so necessary. We actually had this weekend missionaries with us from a persecuted country and it was, it was just an awesome thing. And, you know, we were also just reading this story of Sundar Singh, which I think we brought up in another podcast. And it was, uh, it was explaining his trip. He took trips, um, through the States, through Europe and stuff like that. And, um, and when he was going around speaking, uh, he was going and, and I remember just one of the comments that was made to him where it was like, um, he said, it was something about just the importance of we as Americans living in a, a country where Christianity is easy, where it's, um, where it's acceptable, we aren't being persecuted, life is easy here for us, we need to be connected to these people that are suffering for their faith because um, that's where our faith comes alive and we need to be zealous about our faith um, even in this place of easy living. <laughs> and so, yeah. and that's the test. Yeah, I think it's Sundar Singh, he was saying, it's good that Americans send missionaries to India because yeah. that we need that we need to be connected. The Americans need to be connected to the suffering exactly. persecuted That's believers. What it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it was I was just like, man, that is that is so true and um you know and, and these missionaries that were here this weekend they you know they're saying, you know, it's it's so sad, you know, cuz we don't have fellowship, you know, we don't have fellowship. We can't just meet and gather with large numbers, you know, it's like a couple people here, a couple people there. And, and they said, we come here and we're just like, wow, we can get together with Christians. We're going to go to a church. And she said, everyone's running to their cars, you know, as soon as it's over, like everyone, no one wants to fellowship and talk and encourage each other in their faith. You know, everyone's busy. They got to go somewhere and stuff. And and she also told us this story of someone from another persecuted country, uh, Iran actually. Uh, and this is not someone that we met or anything, but someone from Iran had come to the States and, uh, what did they say? Something they said, about a satanic lullaby. The people they said, were they just said, being lulled to sleep. <laughs> no, they said, they said, this is horrible. This is a satanic lullaby that America <laughs> is in. And they actually moved back to Iran. They're like, please send me back to a place with persecution. I don't want to be put to sleep. And so, man, I was just, I was just so inspired by all of that, you know, just like, man, we just need to understand, um, just how, just how to walk out our faith and how to embrace the kingdom of God, you know, and not take it lightly and not be lulled to sleep. Yeah. And just to realize Yeshua, he said, blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you. There's like a blessing in it. There's a, and even that word that's used there Mm -hmm. could also be happy. Happy are you. I can remember reading stories growing up and these people are just had this joy of the Holy spirit as Mm -hmm. they're being persecuted for their faith and how little we actually get to experience that here in the U S you know, I think there's a level of joy that our persecuted brothers and sisters have that we have not experienced yet. (laughs) And so we need to be, we need to be challenged by their lives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming up. We're excited. July 17th through 19th stories from Sudan. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so we're going to jump into no compromise here because that's what this is all about here. So these, uh, these, these people in persecuted areas, they, they, that's what their stand is. No compromise. Yes. And just yes. on this topic, I want to encourage Tally and I over the past four or five months now have been reading through YWAM has a series of books 
mm-hmm. about these people that have laid down their lives for the sake of the kingdom in foreign countries. And it's just truly inspiring. They've done a phenomenal job of writing these books, uh, just giving a, a good, you know, some of these biographies can just be, you know, hundreds of pages long and be overwhelming, but they, YWAM has done such a good job of just capturing these stories in a very easy to read, but just a, just giving the main punchlines mm-hmm. of the story. Making it exciting. Yeah, making it exciting. Children are listening to it and going, wow, this is amazing. People living yeah. their lives wholeheartedly for God. Mm-hmm. So I encourage you, if you're a family out there, to get a hold of these books. They've been really impactful for our children just mm-hmm. since we've been reading them. Yeah, yeah. So we're ready to jump in here? Yep, let's go. So as the song was talking about there in the beginning, you are the fire. And Elijah, this whole showdown happens with the prophets of Baal. And Elijah saying, let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. And so this is the, the challenge that Elijah issues. And so this is what we need in our day. We need this fire of the Holy Spirit to come and burn within us. I love what the two men on the road to Emmaus, they were talking with Yeshua, right? And in retrospect, they said, did our hearts not burn as he spoke with us, as he opened up to us the scriptures? Mm -hmm. And so this is something that we need to desire. I believe even here in America, it's possible for us to have a burning heart for God. And we should not settle for anything less than that. And one of those, one of the ways we, we aim for that is by just opening up our heart to the scripture, asking the Holy Spirit to write the word of God on our hearts. And this is one of the ways we get the fire burning in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So we know Elijah here, he's asking the people to make a choice, really. You know, there's a lot of fence writing. And this is something that we can, we see today. It's easy, as Tally said, to be a Christian here in our country you can kind of ride the fence. It's like you have one foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. But it's but Elijah said, if Baal's God, worship him. If the Lord is God, worship him. Mm-hmm. And so just how important it is, it is for us to welcome that fiery voice, that fiery conviction, and help us to align ourselves totally with God. Mm-hmm. Let the God who answers by fire, let him be God. And so we know the story. God can't, comes in the fire Fire comes down, consumes the altar, consumes the, the sacrifice. So this is what we want in our lives. We want this fiery zeal for God. This mm-hmm. is something we're, we're needing. And as we mentioned before in this podcast, this is what Yeshua is coming back for. He's coming back for a bride who has the fire of God's love burning within her. Mm-hmm. She'll be a bride that is totally extravagantly in love with her bridegroom. And so this is what we want. We want God's fire to come and burn away the dross, that we would have true worship Mm-hmm. to offer to our king. The spirit of Elijah. The spirit of Elijah. And that, that's actually just on a side note, this is going to be the theme of Family Week this year. It's the spirit of Elijah. We're going to be talking about this theme of the hearts of the fathers turning to the children, hearts of the children turning to their fathers. And it's in this context, the spirit of Elijah, mm-hmm. that God is going to move mightily and prepare yeah. his people for for the end. Yeah, and I love this this verse here too. How long will you falter between two opinions? You know, that's what the spirit of Elijah is calling people to. Right. Stop, stop, like, you know, making your different decisions every day, you know, whether you're in this kingdom or that kingdom, like make your choice, make your choice, stop faltering between two opinions. And that's what the spirit of Elijah is doing. It's, it's saying, come out, choose God, (laughs) you know, (laughs) don't, uh, don't play around with anything else. Right. Yeah. I love how it says it's the spirit of Elijah that does this because the spirit of Elijah is connected to fire. So many of the miracles even that Elijah accomplished were involving fire. And they call Elijah the, the prophet of fire. They, pro- they call Elisha the prophet of water because so many of him, his miracles had to do with water. Mm-hmm. But just that the end times, the Malachi 
anointing that's going to be poured out is connected to the spirit of Elijah. John the Baptist, fiery man. It's the spirit of Elijah that's coming to prepare the way of the Lord. And this is what we want to welcome into our lives, invite it full force just to separate us from every unclean thing. And that we would choose, we would really choose, you know, just like he says here, how long will you falter between two opinions? We don't want to be faltering like, well, you know, we kind of like it a little bit over here in the yeah. world. We, we kind of like See it. See how much we can get yes. away with. <laughs> yeah. That's a common question. It's like, well, is it sin? You know, and that's, that question can sometimes indicate that there's a, a desire for compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, people say, well, is listening to this kind of music sin? You know, mm-hmm. can you point the verse in the Bible that says it's sin? Mm-hmm. Well, that's not really the right question. The right question is, is it pleasing to God? Mm-hmm. And is it leading you to follow in the path of holiness? Right. And so this, you know, we have to look at the long-term impact of some of our decisions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is it sin? Yeah, it's a good question to ask if you're truly wanting to know, you know, what holiness and what right living is. It's, but, and, you know, you really wanted to serve God, but sometimes people ask it with a compromising heart. It's like, well, it's not really sin as spelled out right in the Bible. So right. yeah, it's, you know, there's a little bit of a gray area there. It's, right. So we, we need, we need to really be pursuing God to the levels like, God, I want to do what pleases you. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to really please your heart today. Yep. So moving on Matthew six twenty four, it says here, no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and man, mammon. No one can serve two masters, but either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. This is a series of songs we've done with the Sermon on the Mount. So one day we'll hopefully get that out there for people to, to learn. But yeah, you can't do it. You can't serve two masters. And Elijah knew this. You can't serve God, the God of Israel and Baal. Mm-hmm. You're either going to love one, you're going to hold on to one and despise the other one or vice versa. So mm-hmm. here Yeshua is pointing out, we need to be fully, we need to give our full allegiance to God. Mm-hmm. We can't be serving money. We can't be serving other things. We have to give ourselves to God. I think there's a facade that you can, and that's what tricks people. But the end of the story is always, it's either God for or against God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a, so, and I think that's, the, that's the place where we live in, in America, is this facade that you can kind of serve both gods, mm. kind of hold on to both things. And so I think that's, that's where we really have to just be careful. In the end, it's going to be, there's going to be a, a dividing, there's going to be a, a major split <laughs> of, right. of uh, serving God or serving man. There's always that's a watershed moment where what's in your heart comes out. You uh-huh. know, Nazi Germany. You couldn't just be on the fence in Nazi Germany. Uh-huh. Hitler would not allow it. You had to show up to his rallies. You uh-huh. had to act like you were going along with the whole thing or else you, were, you would be caught. Enemy. You know, you were, yeah, you were seen as an enemy. So there comes a point. There's always this point. We don't know how soon it's going to be in this country. We don't know how soon it's going to be in the world. But there's always a point where the true state of our hearts comes out. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be painful? Well, we you know, might reconsider. You know, but we, we want to be grounded in the word right now. You're listening out there. Get yourself grounded in the word. Uh, ask God for the fire to burn in your heart. Did our hearts, and may you say with those two men on the road to Emmaus, did our hearts not burn as he opened up the scriptures to us? Mm-hmm. You want a burning heart for God. God is a, is a consuming fire, as it says in Hebrews. Mm-hmm. And this is the, the thing that we need to burn away the compromise, the complacency mm-hmm. that surrounds us. Mm-hmm. We can't serve two masters. We need to be fully committed to God. Mm-hmm. Now I'd like to go to Genesis 4, verse 7. 
this is the whole story of Cain, how he sins, you know, kills his brother. And then there's this verse here, Genesis 4, 7, it says, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you should rule over it. So here God is speaking to Cain. He's telling him that sin is lying at the door. There's this desire that sin has to rule over Cain. And this is true, I believe, for every human being. There's a desire that sin, or you could say Satan, Mm -hmm. has to rule over you. It has desire for us. That Hebrew word is shukah. It can also be translated as passion. Sin has a passion to rule over you. Mm -hmm. What's fascinating about this is that in Song of Songs, the same word, shukah, is used about God's love for us. So it says in Song of Songs, it says, his desire is for me. I am my beloved's and his desire is for me. I am my beloved's and his chuka is for me. Mm-hmm. So there's this tug of war going on in our daily lives for who will we submit to. Sin, the devil, has desire for us to rule over us, but Yeshua himself, Jesus, has a desire to rule over us, to be our good master. Who we yield to? You know, the one is going to be merciful and kind. The other one is going to destroy us. Mm-hmm. So here we need to realize this battle and we need to yield ourselves to Yeshua. Mm-hmm. You know, whichever one are you going to yield yourself to? That's the real question. Are you going to, there's a great passion that both have for you. You know, we're not living in limbo. We're not living in this neutral state of just existing. There is great passion on both sides. Mm-hmm for you to yield yourself to one or the other. Yep. So where are you going to, where are you going to find yourself? Where are you going to, which one are you going to yield to? You're going to yield to sin or Yeshua. So our prayer is that we yield to Yeshua. We yield to his love. We yield to his desire. He is a good ruler. And so based on this passage, I actually wrote a song. This is a number of years ago, but wrote a song talking and just inviting Yeshua to come rule me, come rule over my life. And we're going to play this song here just to, uh, just to help, uh, get a, get a feel for just, you know, that this could be your prayer. Come rule me. Want to, want to be ruled by you. Mm-hmm. Sin wants to rule over me, but I don't and will not agree. Bound by its chains So as this war's being waged My heart is fixed and engaged That in my life You alone be who reigns Yeshua Come rule me I welcome you To possess me fully And to So here, just this desire to just welcome him in. And yeah, in Revelation, he says he comes in, he's knocking at the door. He's a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's, he knocks at the door asking to come in. And it's our opportunity to welcome him in. It's interesting. 
in that passage in Revelation, he's actually talking to the church. He's talking to believers. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of times used in a salvation context of like, you know, welcoming, which, you know, I believe that's a, an element of, it could play into that as well. You know, welcome into your heart. But he's talking to believers there in Revelation. He says, I'm knocking at the door. I'm st- Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Mm-hmm. He's asking to come. He wants to come in and have that place of reigning and ruling in our lives. And we need to welcome that. Yeah, I welcome you to come rule me. And, and he's a good ruler. Mm-hmm. He's a good ruler. He, he's going to rule the world in justice and loving kindness. He's got the perfect balance mm-hmm. of all that. So yes, just realize that battle. You know, so many people I've seen, they kind of take this nonchalant approach to even living for God. And inevitably they end up straying off the path because they don't realize this huge tension that's going on. Will you yield yourself to God or yield yourself to the devil? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so important to choose this day. As Elijah said, choose who you're going to serve. Mm-hmm. And this is what Yeshua says even in Revelation. It says, I'd rather you were the cold or hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd rather you just made the decision. If you're going to live for the devil, just make that decision. Mm-hmm. You know, I, if you're going to live for God, make that decision. And this is what the spirit of Elijah does. It calls forth that decision. It calls us forth to be bold mm-hmm. in whatever decision. Lukewarm is not not something that Yeshua likes. I saw this billboard one time. It says, lukewarm Christians make me puke, Jesus. <laughs> and so, you know, he does not like that. And we have to, in this country, in the Western Christian culture, we have to fight lukewarmness. And I want to get into a little bit here in a, in a while, just how do we fight that? How do we overcome the lukewarmness that's all, all around us? Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else to add there, Tally? Okay, so I just want to look at a few more scriptures here uh, talking about this idea of God ruling in our lives in Psalm 19 verse 13 keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins let them not have dominion over me then I shall be blameless and I shall be innocent of great transgression I became aware in my teenage years that of this reality there were things that wanted to rule in my thought life there were things that wanted to rule over me but this prayer is so powerful God I don't want to be ruled by these things let them not have dominion over me and I, I think if you're honest with yourself, you realize things that want to rule in your heart, in your thought life. And we need to pray with David in this prayer. God, I don't want to have any unclean thing. I don't want to have any, uh, any of this iniquity ruling in my life. I want you to rule there. Mm-hmm. And then we look at Psalm 119, 133. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. And I believe that there's, there's a war there's warfare involved in this. You know, there's some things that are inherited. There's generational things. But here, David's saying, oh, God, you know, yeah, my father may have had these issues. Uh, you know, I may have inherited this certain bent towards this issue. But, God, I want you to rule my life. Let no iniquity have dominion over me. And this is a, such a powerful prayer to pray. We want to be blameless, as it says there in Psalm 19. He says, then if this not ruling over me, if this area of compromise and sin is not ruling in my life, then I shall be blameless. You know, God desires that we walk blameless. It says of Zechariah and Elizabeth, they walk blameless before the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, this is the people that God is calling forth to choose that they will live for him, walk blameless before him. And this is the battle we're in. We need to set our hearts, set our hearts to walk blameless before him. Mm-hmm. So I want to look a little bit, just the battle that we're in. It, I believe it's a daily battle. You know, look at a few scriptures here. Luke nine twenty three says, then he said to them all, this is Yeshua. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. So just, I want to point out the daily aspect. 
we need to yield ourselves daily. This is where we fight compromise. This is where we fight just drifting in to the status quo. Daily take up our cross. Daily decide that we're going to follow God. Luke eleven three. give us this day our daily bread. Yeshua here assumes that we're going to receive something from God on a daily basis. We need to just come before him and be in that place of receiving, receiving that bread, that spiritual nourishment. I believe it also applies to, to physical nourishment, but, but really importantly, really important here, getting the daily nourishment in our spirits to go forward, to not lose ground, but to continue to pursue God. Acts 2.46, so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. So here again, the disciples in the early, early days of the believing community there, they were daily with one accord. They were pursuing God on a daily basis. How important to be challenged with that today, that we would make it our goal to every day just renew our commitment to God. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 3.13, we mentioned this before, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. How important it is to encourage each other on a daily basis to make it our goal that we would not fall into the deceitfulness of sin. There's such a direct, a direct connection. Are we being exhorted? Yeah, then we're going to be able to stand strong in mm-hmm. the face of that, that tug of war that's going on. That passion that sin has for us is going to be weakened as we're being exhorted. Yeah. If we stop getting exhorted, then there's going to be that tug that's going to really be pulling us, pulling us away from God. Mm-hmm. So just uh, get exhorted, you know. Get around people that are going to encourage you in your faith. Second mm-hmm. Corinthians four sixteen. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So our inward man, our inner spirit needs to be renewed day by day just to continue. You know, my prayer for myself and for all of you out there is that 10 years from now, you would, you would be experiencing the fruit of a daily decision over the next 10 years to recommit yourself to God that yes, we may go through dry seasons. I enjoyed listening recently, you know, just like the seasons of the year, this man was pointing out that, you know, you have summer, spring, winter, and fall. There's different seasons that God brings us through. Sometimes it's a season of fruitfulness. Sometimes it's a season of planting. Sometimes it's a winter season. Things are barren and not so green, but every season has a purpose. Mm -hmm. You know, if we were to always be in harvest season, we get worn out. You know, but God has in his wisdom, he's given us different seasons of life, but in every season he's called us to walk before him, mm-hmm. you know, to seek to live for him on a daily basis and just be faithful to be faithful, to live for him and to serve him with all of our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that, you know, again, as we just, <laughs> just talking about Amer- as Americans, you know, that I think that this reminder, the daily reminder is one that we just need to be so intentional about. I don't think, you know, I talked before about, you know, the bride that's getting ready for her wedding. She doesn't forget. There's not a day that goes by that she forgets that she's getting ready for a wedding. Oh, well, I think that the the believers out there that are, are facing persecution, um, they aren't forgetting their daily walk. They aren't forgetting their daily, um, their daily crying out to God. They're daily relying on Him and leaning on Him. Uh, but you know, America here, we need to be intentional and force ourselves um, to do that because life just can be so easy. You know, we're too tired or got too much going on. It's not as pressing, <laughs> you know. And so, yeah. man, 
we just really need to because you know it's it's going to come it's going to come that that dividing line uh and there's going to be a pattern that's already established in our lives when that comes when that day comes where it's going to be you're going to choose here which who you will serve we're going to already have established patterns in our lives of of how we're choosing of which side we're going on and that's what we need to be sure of is is we want to be setting a pattern in our lives today so that when it comes to that point that we're found on the right in the right place yeah i just want to close too and say make it doable. You know, some people hear the story about the guy that prays two hours a day and reads through the Bible every couple of weeks and they go, Oh man, I could never do that. And they don't do anything, but I just want to encourage you make a doable plan. Read a couple chapters a day, you know, uh, pray 15, 20 minutes a day. Just pray the word. You know, this is a real big help for me because sometimes you're like, okay, what do I pray? Open up the songs and just praise God at the Psalms, you know, just, you know, find some worship songs, you know, praise him pray, but make it doable. Don't, yeah. don't set an unrealistic goal for yourself and just flop. But you know, if it's 10 minutes a day, if your work schedule is hard and you know, you don't have a whole lot of time, but commit yourself to some level every day yeah. and, and just try to go forward in, in that. And you will, you will see fruit. There will be fruit in your life. You know, it's the seed of the word. Just as a man, you know, a farmer sows seed into the ground, he expects a harvest. You sow the seed of God's word in your life. There will be fruit that comes from that. Yeah, I, you know, I think as Americans, too, a lot of it has to do with what we can do without, too. Um, not necessarily, you know, how much more can we squeeze in, right. but looking and saying, you know, what here am I prioritizing? Where am I spending my time? Where is all of my time going? And is it necessary? Is it, is the, are these things that are, that are building me up and, and readying me for the kingdom, <laughs> you know? And yeah, so there could be people out there saying, well, I don't have time to pray, but then maybe watching an hour or two of TV a day. And that's yeah. not a very good excuse. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know, those things just slip into the American culture so easily. We don't even know where our time goes. And so, right. so yeah, it just takes intentionality sitting down. What can I do without how can I add thing more, <laughs> you know, more, uh, yeah. More. Prioritizing. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to close out with a song from Romans six verses 10 and 11. And this is just a song reckoning ourselves dead indeed to sin. You know, this is a, a great battle plan for overcoming compromise. Reckon yourself, just see yourself as being dead to sin and alive to God. And so this is the verse in Romans. We're going to close out with may you be encouraged to overcome to be an overcomer by the blood of the lamb, by the word of your testimony. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is Brayden and Tally reminding you to listen to the voice of your beloved bridegroom. He is coming quickly. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Yeshua Messiah, Lord. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Yeshua Messiah, Lord. 
but alive to God in Yeshua Messiah, our Lord.